Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Hello again, it is Crew Call here on Motor Racing Network, presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR Roots. You can subscribe at www.flowracing.com. We are going into the garage, talking to the men and women behind the wrenches. I'm Steve Post, lead pit reporter for Motor Racing Network. Joining us is a 25-time winner and winning crew chief champion, Todd Gordon. Hey, man, how are you? I'm great. What an awesome recent race Oof. weekend we had last weekend with Gateway. Yeah, uh, I, I want to talk about the nuts and bolts of it, but before we get into the nuts and bolts of it from 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 our crew chief side, um, the logistics of it all, the getting in there, the getting out of there, um, we all kind of sort of believed that it might be the potential for a nightmare. Um, Gateway has had issues in the past, the 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 the, the power's gone out multiple times. There's been challenges. There's been, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Weekend went off went off like it was supposed to. Do. In and out. Huge crowd. The concerts were great. The, the place, St. Louis. I, I mentioned this earlier this year. NASCAR took over L.A. with the Coliseum. Yep. NASCAR took over St. Louis. Yeah. And that is, when you go into a major city like that and you take it over, by gosh, that is pretty cool. And NASCAR took over Gateway. And there was a lot involved with the infrastructure, the planning, but also the events around it, the fun around it, the the drivers out in town the week before, the short tracks, everyone. Yeah. If you were in St. Louis, you knew NASCAR was in town, and that is a really, really cool thing. Yeah, at this point, these these track promoters all understand it's got to be an event, yeah. not a race. Right. You know, it's they're they're putting together something for everybody and more than just what happens in the yep. 300 laps, yep. you know, or 300 miles. So, uh, fantastic event. Great racing on the racetrack. Well, let's talk about the 300 miles. We had a dandy out there. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you what, that, we had the one, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I was concerned that it might be a little single file, it might be a little follow the leader. We had one little stretch where Martin Truex Jr. kind of was 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 putting us into that lull at the beginning of stage number three, which Martin Truex Jr. is good at putting you into lulls because mm-hmm. he's so good. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, a caution happened and that went out the window. I, I, just the racing, they raced all over that racetrack. Yes, yes, I was... I, when you set up the weekend and talked about a repave not five years ago, right? Yeah, on a place that doesn't have a lot of banking, um, with two different ends and shifting, and we've had concerns about what happens shifting on our short track programs, Mar- aka Martinsville, yeah. which I think there's there's a whole that's we we, we beat <laughs> we that one. Whole, we know and, what's going to go on there, right? And we yeah, and we could do a whole show on that one. Wrong exactly. gear, wrong yes, time of year. Exactly. Yes. Uh, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll see where that goes. So, uh, but what a phenomenal show! Double shifting down into turn one. Yep. Uh, and still shifting in turn in, into turn mm-hmm. three, so uh, place got wide. Race the race groove moved itself up off the bottom, which I thought was interesting. And, and yep. uh, talked to Blaney earlier this week about it, and uh, 
you know, you talked about just how much rubber the tire laid down, which I think yeah. is good there. So it raced up off the bottom, but yet you could still use the bottom if you needed to diamond the corners. It just raced great. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was, it put on a great show. Wasn't easy to pass. No. But that doesn't need to be easy to pass. It actually made it, to me, it made it more exciting because you had more side by side racing when a guy tried to get to somebody. And, and it was. Who was it? Somebody. It might have been Kurt. Somebody, somebody wore somebody out on the inside for like eight straight laps. And I'm like, bless his heart. Yes. And I was listening to the spotter, and the spotter's like, clear behind him, clear behind him. And he stayed down there. And it's just like, dude, the spotter's telling you, you know what I mean? It just, it raced so good. The race for third and fourth, I yeah. think, are the two cars that passed the most cars all day long. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, Blaney ended up, had right. a, lost the left rear early in the race, leading. And, and, came, and, and drove his way all the way back up. And then and then he was up to third before the last pit stop. And he came off. They took four, obviously, because right. they had a left retire issue. You had some guys like Kurt and, and Joey that took two. two. Yep. Uh, saw that earlier in the race. Out of, I think McDowell did it early and got yeah. some track position and kept it. So crew chiefs are keeping their eyes on those things. But uh, Gosh, it's fun. You watch those guys. I mean, Kurt and Blaney drove back up through the field from the teens to get to third and fourth. And what a great show that was. So. Yeah, a phenomenal event, and uh, and exciting to hear we're going back to it. Yeah, like they hit they hit yeah. it out of the ballpark for uh for what the track did with the whole event weekend, and uh, uh it'll be great to see that come back on the yeah, schedule next year. No doubt, really, really cool. You mentioned, and we've talked a lot about these smaller teams. You mentioned Michael McDowell, Blake Harris over there. Mm-hmm. When we talk about Michael McDowell leading laps, we're talking Daytona, Talladega, maybe on a road course. Yeah. Um, they, Blake Harris, with the strategy, put him up front, and that car was good. Yes. That car was really good. I mean, he wasn't just, just fluking and juking up there and surviving caution to caution. He was racing up front and 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 held that top spot for quite some time. It was just just so much good out there. Yeah. Yeah, this this car and, and where the sport's at right now, yeah. there's so much opportunity for even the small guys to, to hit it and, and to yeah. get in a good position and, and learn about it. I think it's a, uh, you know, we're, we're at 11 winners. I don't think we get to 16 before well, the playoffs start, but I think we get to 16 before the year's done. Yeah. Before the year, before uh, Phoenix. Yes. See, but you take, and, and this is what I love about where we're at with this thing. You take, let's, let, let's talk a little bit about front row motorsports, Michael McDowell, Blake Harris, and that group. Okay. You know, Michael is really good on road courses. So mm-hmm. we know that this weekend is one that's circled on their calendar that, okay, we've got a shot to be competitive. Well, they go and they do it the week before also. You, you'd like, they could ride some really good momentum into the off weekend and, and just build on this. I mean, it's just, it's just the way this lays out is so neat for a team like that. If you're, lo- if you're Blake Harris, yeah. you're looking at what we've got left in the regular season. Oh, gosh. And you are drooling. Yeah. Because we've got, we've got, we've got four road course events in the next 10 races. And we've also got Atlanta, which races like a super speedway. McDowell's pretty good at it. Won the Daytona 500. <laughs> yeah. He's, he, um, and he's up there. Running, uh, every time He's up there. He figures out how to be in the top 10 at speedway races and Daytona. Yeah. So of the next 11 races, he's got six of them that... that yeah. That, that are really in his team. wheelhouse. Yes. Then you see their performance in Gateway and it's like, well, I, I just... Fun, fun season. It's, it's what makes this next-gen car and the race season we've had so exciting is that we've got so many opportunities for so many different people. Yeah. And and, and 
And we've still got, and that's the part I look at, is you've still got Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick. <laughs> Winless. Yeah. I, and they're all going to, I mean, Har- Harvick's turning the corner. They were yeah. in the top five when he had a left rear tire right. failure late. Late in the race. Um, right. Which which kind of set him back. Yeah. But and they finished third at Charlotte. They're they're sneaking up on this Rodney thing. and Kevin, are, they're, yeah. they're building momentum that they will. And, and it... It looks like the Fords are starting to figure a few things out, too. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be a great run to the playoffs. Man, good stuff, that's for sure. Speaking of good stuff, Billy Scott. Kurt yeah. Busch picked up the win at Kansas. What a story this one is. I mean, with Kurt moving over to 23-11, the second team, uh, getting the win, Billy Scott, crew chief, they're reunited. They had success at Stewart House Racing in mm-hmm. 2018. And so that's what we're going to do. That's who we're going to talk to. We're going to talk to Billy Scott today here on Crew Call. So um, it is going to be crew, uh, going to be fantastic. We'll do that here in just a moment. But you can subscribe to Flow Racing. It's the home of NASCAR Roots, NASCAR Wheel and Modifieds, the NASCAR Pinty Series, ARCA Series. You can do that at flowracing.com. A huge weekend coming up on Flow Racing. ARCA West at Sonoma. NASCAR Pinty Series, I'm going to butcher this, Autrodrome, Chaudière. Correct. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, nobody can correct me on that one because nobody knows. Uh, Autrodome, Chaudière, and Arca Menards is at Iowa Speedway. Weekly Racing, Autrodome, Granby. The Diamond Cup is at Meridian. Jennerstown, Riverhead, Berlin. The Jack Ingram Memorial is at Hickory. This is really shaping up. Moody and I were talking about this. This is really shaping up to be a great late model stock race at Hickory. It'll be on Flow Racing on Saturday night. Langley Lacrosse, Bowman Gray, Alaska Raceway Park. You can subscribe now at www.flowracing.com. That's www.flowracing.com. Plus, uh, if you're watching this, listening to this, seeing this on Thursday, the Million Dollar Race at Eldora is on on the dirt side. Ohio Speed Week for the Sprint Cars, Midget Week for USAC. I am telling you, why are you not subscribing to Flow Racing? www.flowracing.com, the home of NASCAR roots. Stay with us, Billy Scott, in just a moment. Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad. Rubber-coated hardware for a better fit and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Crew Call presented by Flow Racing continues on. Subscribe today at www.flowracing.com. As we talked about, joining us from up at 2311 is the uh, crew chief for Kurt Busch, Billy Scott. Hello, Billy. Welcome into Crew Call. 
Hello. Thanks for having me on. How's it going? Uh, We're doing well. I, I was going to actually start with how's it going for you, but I, I, it looks to me like it's going pretty well. Kind of assess how things are going for you guys. Yeah. No, uh, overall, um, you know, we've at least had a lot of speed the last few months and uh, certainly have had our share of bad luck with um, crashing out of five of the last seven. But, you know, the finishes in the two we, we have completed have been first and third. So, um, <laughs> yeah, certainly – Momentum when we uh when when we're able to execute and finish the day off has uh has been in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. You know, I was looking back through it since Darlington. Uh, you, I feel like your group and and really the Toyotas in 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 whole, but you explicitly, you've looked a lot more comp- competitive. The the win at Kansas, I saw that coming Saturday. I was out there doing it for MRN, and uh, um, actually, uh, I I I said you're going to win on Saturday. It's a, it was, and you followed through as you did dominated there started second at the 600 got caught up in a in a wreck of somebody else's doing and 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 that's not yours to do but a a third this weekend at gateway you passed a lot of cars to get there what's changed in in the toyota camp because it i feel like you talked about you had issues and wrecks and and caught up in things but as a as a manufacturer as a whole it seems like you guys have all made a huge step up about about the arlington time um absolutely yeah, uh, you know, they just work in every aspect, really. Um, you know, we are very fortunate to have the alliances we do with TRD and, and JGR. And, um, you know, all of us working together, it, it really feels like a six-car team to me. Um, you know, we do our own stuff here and in, in-house, in but just with all the support behind the scenes, they treat everybody equally, and that's from both sides. So I think it's, you know, it's aero stuff continuously pushing to find small gains. Uh, it's a lot harder now to, um, you know, pick, pick things up than it, what it used to be. Uh, you know, engine side, obviously they are as strong as anybody. Um, you know, they're continuously working and then all the setup stuff, you know, we're all, everybody's still learning this car and, uh, and we're all working together, talk about it every week. And I uh, feel like we're continuously making small steps on that too. So I think it's just everything coming together. Um, like you said, our team side in particular on the 45, like we're, Everybody's gelling good. Um, you know, Kurt's been obviously a great leader. He's uh, the reason he was brought on here was to help speed up the learning curve of the team and and build on his around him. And, uh, you know, he's been an awesome leader for that side. You mentioned Kurt being a leader. Your history with Kurt, going back to 2018, you guys were paired up at Stewart House Racing, got a win there as well. Um, was it, was it, and you and Kurt got back together, was it, was it sort of like riding a bike? Were you able to, uh, was, was there a pickup and learning curve or was it continuing what you guys had done a couple of years back? No, that side, fortunately, was pretty much like riding a bike. Yeah, we went to, fortunately, we got to do a lot of the off-season testing. Um, I think we participated in all of them with, you know, Bubba was out with shoulder surgery. Um, recovering from that. So we, we got a lot of time at the track and on the radio and, you know, being able to spend time around each other. So um, that part has been kind of seamless, you know, even though it was a break in between, um, it's been more about learning the car, learning the team and building everything around them. So, uh, you know, like I said, he's been a great leader to that. Um, we've catered around that and, and uh, it's, it's going well. You, you talk about you and Kurt, but uh, Kurt's won at Sonoma. And run really well there, and in, in in the years since then, um, what are your thoughts for this upcoming weekend? Oh yeah, we've uh, had this one circled for a while. Uh, you know, he loves going there. It's a great place. It's um, you know, a fun environment to be around and a great venue. But uh, yeah, I think we have expectations to more, more, you know more of the same. Qualify up front and spend the spend the day up there, and hope, you know try to get another win. 
And then, and then when you talk about Sonoma, they've uh, they've reverted back to the configuration that Kurt won on. Uh, your your thoughts on the on going back to the old configuration and the plus in the, the the wins of of either of the two configurations. What's the difference there? Um, I like that we're going back. I think just it didn't seem like the other, and it was fine, right? It was it was still an interesting race and uh, didn't really add an element that you had to work around. Um, so setups, I don't think were that much different from our standpoint, but it seems like it didn't really add a passing zone. It just added length to the track. So having a shorter lap and more of them just, I think, opens up more opportunity to have passes and, um, you know, utilize the places on track that you can do that. So, I, you know, I like having more laps and, and so I'm happy we're going back to it. Billy, when the series wraps up at Sonoma, um, I do not want to be at the airport at Statesville or at Concord when those planes land because we're going into an off weekend and there will be guys headed for the exits in a big hurry. Um, just kind of describe the workload, getting to the off weekend, and the relief that there is an off weekend uh, on the horizon for all of you guys, your guys, your team, everyone involved. Yeah, it's certainly stacked up to be a tough year between having all the, the new elements of this car and uh, getting back to practicing, which we haven't had, you know, in a few, very much in a few years. Um, and then having only one off week was, uh, it's certainly been a, probably the most challenging year yet to this point, just from the workload. Um, you know, maybe some of that is because we uh, do have a new team and, and we're expanding here. But uh, I think across the board, it's been tough. Um, you know, the well-documented, the parts supply issues that the whole world faces really um, made it, very a very big struggle in the beginning the west coast races were i think every week everybody was holding their breath that we were going to have you know everything we needed to go and uh, a lot of really late nights um but that has been getting better no doubt uh starting to get enough cars and parts to where you know there might be a few things here and there but it's just a couple things you're trying to look after instead of the entire car you're worried about um so we've at least gotten to more of a normal schedule week to week, uh, but certainly the off weekend is, is much welcome. And uh, you're right. Everybody's going to be um, in a hurry to get to where they're going to, uh, to enjoy some time off. And, um, you know, that's, that's good. It's needed and, and it's a good time to reset. You talk about that and then we come back. Uh, the 10 races we got left before the playoffs, uh, you know, coming back from that. What do you feel like your team needs to work on to be that, 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 in a position to take advantage of the playoffs and get themselves to final four? Um, probably execution. You know, we've, we talked about it even before we started our um, string of involved in incidents, right. Of just avoiding mistakes, having clean days at the racetrack. I mean, we really feel like there's only been a couple, a couple weekends now that we've had clean races and, uh, and all those have resulted in, you know, we're in a top five finishes. So, we need to just continue on that, keep refining all the details, um, you know, eliminating mistakes and uh, just having a good plan to go into the weekend. And and uh, someone has lucked, right? Everybody's had it, but just need to uh, not get caught up in other messes. And, you know, some of that you put yourself in this in that position by being in a bad spot in traffic and whatnot. But um, some of it just uh, just got to have luck on your side. So building kind of off that, that that same thing of, of the tracks we've got left before the playoffs. There aren't any reg- any of the tracks that are left that are in the playoffs. What tracks do you feel like you can learn things that that you know that you need to focus on to make yourselves better in that playoff run? 
Yeah, um, I mean, some things certainly apply. You know, we're going back to, say, Loudon that you might, you know, carry something over to Richmond or, or Phoenix. But, um, yeah, now it's just a matter of going after wins. You know, we've, we've, we've got a baseline at a lot of the tracks that are in the playoffs that we feel good about. You know, fortunately, some of our better runs have been at those tracks. And, um, you know, we'll we'll build there a couple tests coming up later in the year that are at playoff tracks in that third round there. But, um, yeah, now it's just trying to collect some uh, bonus points. Road America, Indianapolis, the road course there, Watkins Glen. There's a there's a number of these races coming up that are road courses. Uh, we, we talked about Sonoma a little bit. You you've yep. got to feel really good about some uh, some uh, a wide variety of road courses coming up. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, excited to get there. Really, you know, we ran Coda, um, kind of a new track because last year was all in the rain. Yeah. Um, but going back to some of these places we're familiar with that we kind of know what to expect from the history. It'll be interesting to see how the cars race. Um, you know, uh, part of the history of this uh, type of car and a lot of the elements that were brought into it are from road race cars. So, you know, expected to have to perform well, um, to put on some good races. And, uh, and then certainly, you know, none of those are outside of Kurt's wheelhouse. Expect him to be able to compete at any of them. So, um, yeah, we're excited about those. With the uh, you brought up how many road course races we've got left yeah. in the the regular season here, um, does does success or at Sonoma lead you into does that carry over into the rest of them or are they unique enough that, that they kind of take their own setups? Um, I think it's a little of both. You know, we've already with Road America being so close to the to the break, we've already sort of started preparing stuff for that and looking at that. And there are some things that we're able to do different with this car now to. Um, kind of cater to one versus the other. But overall, I think as we learn, you know, where you want to have your attitude and your spring rates and stuff, I think some of that will carry over as we start to get into it. Because really, uh, you know, there was a test early last year, and that was the one we did not get to do at the Roval. Um, but it's kind of it's it's the most unique with the loading on the big track and and such. So, uh, you know, code is really the only thing we've got to go off of so far. And, uh, yeah, each one of these is going to be a good building block for the next Neat stuff, that's for sure. Billy, I want to talk to you from a career perspective. Uh, we talked about the success you had at Stewart House Racing with Kurt. You took the last two years off from the outside. This is radio guy talking. You you yeah. stepped back. I don't know if back is the proper word, but you moved over into the engineering department at RCR and, 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 and kind of spent a lot of time with this next generation of race car. Describe that move, the decision to do that, and then how that propelled you back to the pit box here with 2311. Um, yeah. So some of that was kind of as a result of getting to work with Kurt, you know, um, you know, we all talk about the driver makes a huge difference. And, uh, you know, that, that year was obviously the most successful, um, the most satisfying, the most enjoyable in many ways, um, working with him. And then after having that opportunity kind of go away, you know, to no fault of his or mine, um, it just, yeah, that was a point that I just had to take a, take a little bit of time and reflect on where I was headed and what I wanted to do. And, you know, just didn't have the opportunity at that point to put myself back in a similar situation. So, you know, I had a very fortunate opportunity to go up there and, um, <laughs> and the plan of what to do was, was certainly changed by the onset of COVID and the, the yeah. pandemic and stuff that, yeah, I was going to crew chief part-time and kind of be more of a leadership role in the engineering department. And, you know, things changed quickly. Um, so 
that was it was it was great to get to work with the next gen car. I mean, you know, that was sort of the plan all along was to be involved with the testing. Um, but you know, Todd witnessed, I think there you getting to do a couple of those tests that things were evolving quickly. Um, a lot of what we were trying to science out in that program was just to get all the subsystems vetted out, to have all the vendors a chance to see how this industry worked um, and to give all the teams a chance to actually come in and get a hands-on experience. Um, it was about letting mechanics see what the independent suspension was about and how to work on a transaxle. And so, I mean, it was, it was awesome to have the exposure to it, but certainly learned pretty quick, um, you know, as, as we got our own cars and the teams and we started testing that things evolved quickly a lot, a lot different pace than it was when you're just at a test trying to uh, sort out tires and uh, systems. Yeah. Neat stuff. I mean, and so, so involved. Um, were there things um, when, when you step away from crew chiefing, there probably a lot of reflection on that. And, and as you're in the engineering department, you're working on it. Um, this opportunity, and you talked about the opportunity with Kurt being an integral part of it, but were there things over the course of the last two years that you say, if I ever get the chance to do it again, we're going to do this, and, and, and those type of lessons that, that, that you had with the perspective? Yeah, uh, certainly. Um, and one of the big parts was also caused by COVID with having to work remotely in a lot of aspects. So, you know, we had teams on different schedules where there was no overlap between yeah. those traveling the track and those at the shop, um, a lot of limited rosters. So there was a lot more support coming from the shop. And, uh, you know, they up there at RCR were, were kind of ahead of the curve. And it's it's been documented on TV pretty well of their uh, command center that they used up there. So getting to kind of head that up and be in that room uh, running it each week and um, supporting the teams from the shop side was certainly an interesting perspective. Um, you got to see a lot of what you could do to help from afar. Um, and you kind of, it's a different environment. You know, I said it was, it was always, I wish everybody had the experience or the chance to experience that because you have all the tools at your disposal in these war rooms that, you know, everybody's evolving now and, and growing them, that you have all the tools there, but none of the distractions. So, um, you know, having somebody experience there in those situations is certainly useful and, uh, and it is a different perspective. And, you know, that's something I think about now when I'm on the box of, you know, how you can help from, from somewhere else. Yeah, definitely having that experience within different areas of what's going on, I think helps you be a better leader because you've you've been there. You know you know how to utilize that war room or that support that's that's remote and coming back to you. Um, when you when you look at this whole thing in the grind we've had, we've talked a little bit about the off, upcoming off weekend. Let's talk a little bit about family. Um, you, you got a pretty solid partner there and a and a couple of kids that I think they race a little bit too, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep me busy, and that was uh, honestly the best part about um, not traveling every week. Last couple of years, is I did get to spend a lot of time with them on some Saturdays, going racing, and uh, you know that was a uh, timing was good on that side. So yeah, the, they're still trying to race. My son's gotten he's almost as tall as I am at thirteen now, and uh, you know kind of outgrowing the quarter midgets and looking for the next thing he might get involved in. But he's he's starting to, you know, go out to the track and help other kids out too. So it's um it's cool when it comes full circle and you see uh like his passion for the sport is um no different than what I had at that age. So it's 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 fun. It's rewarding. That setting, that scene, uh this is Salisbury, North Carolina is where your home track is, the North Carolina Quarter Midget Association out there. 
that setting, I was describing it uh, earlier. I said, and, and when I look like at your wife at Brandy and the, and the moms out there, the moms out there, it's amazing what they do because it's like they've got a wrench in one hand and a spatula in the other hand, and they're flipping burgers and changing gears all at the same time. But that community, that family, that setting that you guys have out there at the North Carolina Midget Association or Quarter Midget Association, that has got to be a that's that's a really neat scene for these kids to learn about the sport in. Uh, it is awesome, and obviously a lot of credit goes out to Bobby Labonte for you know kind of orchestrating that and getting that going back in the early two thousands, um, and that was his vision, right? I even I was out there last night. Neither of the kids raced; I was just out there helping out. Um, son went out there just to help some other kids and, you know, we hung out and pitched in a hand and that's, you're right. It has become a community. Um, I tell people this a lot, uh, you know, cause some people out there are involved heavily in racing. Some just kid wanted to get, get involved in it. And they came out there and did the arrive and drive and picked up on it. Um, uh, so a wide variety of experience level. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for 40 years traveling to the racetrack most weekends of my life. And there is nothing that is enjoyable as that or rewarding as just being able to give back to the kids and see what they learn. I mean, some of the experiences they pick up on um, and just the accomplishments they're able to achieve are, you know, that's what it's all about. Just watching them grow and um, watching them make decisions that you've got to let them live with. Right. So it's a learning experience for them. It is, it is racing environment, so it's fun. And and you're correct about that, though. It's a it's a community, and the wives out there definitely work just as hard as the dads. Um, and it's impressive. There's a lot of them. You know, like you mentioned, my wife Brandy has certainly taken on some huge tasks. She traveled all over the country by herself, racing with the kids at times, four or five cars, um, driving the motor home, working on the cars, and making sure everybody's fed. So uh, there's a lot of them like her out there, and uh, it is family and. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's we're fortunate to have that in our backyard that that people can go out there and and be a part of it. Yeah, I snuck up there. Uh, I, I'd heard about it. I'd seen you guys race at Daytona. I'd seen you guys race elsewhere. And then one Saturday last fall, I just came up there and watched it. And it's it's just, it, it's it's nothing short of beautiful to watch it all play out and to see all of those kids in a safe environment mm-hmm. learning about the sport that we all love. So uh, kudos to everybody involved up there and 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 you and, and, and Brandy and everyone else. Well, Billy, we appreciate the time joining us here on Crew Call. We wish you continued success up there at 2311, and uh, we can't wait to watch as you guys uh, roll on through the summer months. But thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. There we go. Billy Scott, crew chief for Kurt Busch up at 2311. Stay with us. More Crew Call in just a moment. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
Crew call presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR roots, continues on. Todd Gordon and Steve Post uh, loved uh, our visit with Billy Scott. Um, just yeah. the the off track stuff, the on track stuff. He's uh, he's just one of the good guys in our sport. Yeah, I've, I've I've had an opportunity to work around Billy for quite a while. I worked with him. Uh, I worked in the engineering group with him at, at Michael Waltrips back in 2010. Okay, before I came to Team Penske. So um, solid person, solid character, detail oriented. Uh, worked with him as a co Ford crew chief when he was at the Stuart Haas and I was a team Penske. So uh, paths have crossed a lot. Great person. Love his family. I I just, just, you know, that they, he's got a great balance there and behind all great crew chiefs with families is really strong women. Yeah, no doubt. You you talked about Brandy and uh, uh, what carrying the kids and, and running all over the country by herself. With the with the with the quarter midgets, that's not a lot. Not a lot of people can do that. So that's, uh, that's the type of people you like to have. You know, you, that's that's you feel great for the couples like right. that. And it allows and allows. You know, while Billy would love to be at that quarter midget track, yes. he knows that allows him to focus on what he's got to do as well, yep. knowing that that's in good hands. Also, yeah, um, I I love it. I really do. You guys talked a little bit about this uh, a couple of years ago at Sonoma we added the carousel back in. Mm-hmm. And those of us that are from the old school, it's like, man, this is going to be great. The yeah. carousel, it is the coolest thing. It yeah, never I, really, ever really did much. No. I mean, no. it's just, well, I, yeah. I, 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 I could see either way. Right, but yeah. But we didn't add, to, to. I thought Billy hit the nail on the head. Agreed. We didn't add any passing zones. I thought so, yeah. Um. You know, we did we did have a pretty pretty good passing zone created into the hairpin of seven seven A as you came off the yeah. you know, off the chute off the carousel right um, or off the carousel yeah yeah the carousel to that it was yeah. parallel it kind of came right back off the drag strip there right. but that that area became it's rough so that became a passing zone but we replaced the passing zone of four A coming down the hill right. And with that one. So we had, to his point, I think he, great analogy. We didn't add passing zones, but we cut laps down because we made the lap longer. Yeah, so you don't add passing zones, but you have fewer laps. So you you have fewer passing zones because of the number of laps. I'm with him. I'm with him on that. It'll be a little different going back to watch the snow race now because just in how you see it on the TV, because we're now, the the curb, the exited turn 4A is gone. Right, there was a curb there, but that's that's no longer that that, that they they would hop it. Oh yeah, oh and those pictures, center and oh, drive those, over that. The, you'd get that you'd get that still shot. You'd get that still shot of that car a foot foot and a half off from the ground, spectacular. Well, and, they took it out because it would have destroyed, <laughs> destroyed the diffusers the on the bottom sides of these cars. <laughs> the, the The question I've got is that you know you jump all the way over that and then you just miss that wall leaving there. Well, without that curb there, are we going to have cars hitting the wall? Yeah, I, I think question. that wall exiting turn four A might be more in play this weekend That's, than we thought. But, wow! But uh, and that led into led into another place that if you got through there really well and didn't get the pass, you might pass them into seven A down the hill after you get down the bottom of that hill. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's yeah. there's oh it's I, it's it's good to be back to it. This would be I mean. This would be a great testament for this car is too, yeah. as Billy talked about. It's a road racing car. Next next phase of it, the second second real test uh, after Coda. Yeah. And, and this is the one where everybody's got a little bit of a notebook, right? So we'll yeah, really right. get to see what they come out with. They're not blind going into this one, so yeah. uh, it'll be an exciting weekend. It's going to be a fun weekend, that is for sure. Motor Racing Network will be out in Sonoma on Saturday. 
215, we have the General Tire 200 for the Arkham Menards West Series. And at 7 o'clock Eastern Time, it's the DoorDash 250 for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. And then we hand the broadcast keys over to friends at PRN who will have the uh, Sunday afternoon Cup Series race at Sonoma. So it is going to be a great weekend out there. I love the trip. I haven't been out there in years. I'm so glad that the trucks are back out there so I could sneak back out there on MRN's dime, if you will. Um, can't wait to get back out to uh, to California and wine country. And uh, what an, I, we, we talked a little bit at the top of the show about the event at Charlotte, the event at Gateway. You can't open the gates at Wine Country at Sonoma without it being an event also. It is it is a fun setting, that's for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. And, and a place that, till I got to be a cup crew chief, I'd never seen. Uh, yeah. But uh, you guys don't get to see the elevation changes that happen out there. But uh, phenomenal racetrack. Uh, yeah. Wears out. Tires go away. Oh, yeah. There's so many, so many. Neat variables. Yes, definitely. It's a great race event. And to your point. Wine country in, uh, in that area is pretty special as well. Pretty special for sure. That is what it's all about. He is Todd Gordon. I am Steve Post, and we appreciate you joining us here on Crew Call. We appreciate Billy Scott joining us as well. This has been Crew Call, presented by Flow Racing, the home of NASCAR Roots. You can subscribe at www.flowracing.com. 